this is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Trebowasser. Welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, made possible by Rotary District 7210. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People living by Rotary's motto of service above self. And today our special guest is fellow Rotarian Larry Plant, and we will be discussing the amazing Rotary shelter boxes. Well, good morning, Larry, and welcome back to Radio Rotary. Thank you. You know, uh, Larry, one of the great, great items that Rotary has around the world are shelter boxes. Tell us what a shelter box is. Shelter box is a large container, kind of like a Tupperware container that holds a 10-person tent, a cooking stove, emergency tools, uh, children's coloring books, pots and pans, blankets, and they're brought into disaster areas in large multiples. You know, let's uh, let's get a, a better uh, word picture. Of that the the box itself is about the size of an old-fashioned steamer trunk. Right, about forty-two gallons. It weighs one hundred and twenty pounds. And, and I, it, it yeah. is, it is like a gigantic Tupperware, and I can right. pick it up. I can tell you because I've had one in you my office. You are a strong woman. Well, yes, I am. Woman, hear me now. But besides <laughs> that, it, it carries provisions, personal care items, and kind of survival provisions. Isn't it for about six months, Larry? Well, for as long as it, the tents are designed to last basically indefinitely. But they uh, initially it's they're for provisioned. The first, well, they're provisioned with water water uh, purification apparatus and water purification uh, tablets. But there is no food. There is no water in there. And it comes with a ten person tent. And the tent uh, now we're on the. Uh, fifth generation tent, so the materials are designed to last a lot longer. Oh, so and you know constantly what? Constantly improving. It is, and we, Joan and I, were recently at the international conference in in New Orleans, and I won't say it in New Orleans, Louisiana, um, and we got to see the latest and the greatest uh, shelter box shelter tent. box ten. And we did. We spoke briefly to Tom Henderson, the, Who's the uh, inventor. That's right, and we'll get to about. But that, we'll get to, back to that. But yeah. it has improved. I mean, the, it, every time I see it, it looks like it's an enhanced. And version. the most amazing thing about the shelter box tent is the shelter box folks, Larry. You should give lessons on how to pack for vacation because every <laughs> square inch of that shelter box. That steamer trunk size shelter box is crammed with important emergency supplies. Nothing is no it's no you, everything is no utilized. space is wasted. It's amazing. You know what? One of my favorite things about besides the 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 absolute essentials, bare necessities, survival um, uh, apparatus that's in there is that the thoughtfulness of also including uh, coloring books and something crayons to keep the kids busy. Yeah. yeah. Well, what what happens in in a disaster? Not only has the family lost everything, but the the smallest children have lost everything. So. At least give them the semblance of having a normal life. They give them coloring books, and these are going into cultures that are not necessarily English-speaking cultures, so they're they're universal, and every child knows a coloring book, and every right. child knows pencils and crayons. So it helps ease the trauma for the child. Yes. What kind of disasters do we send shelter boxes to, Larry Plant? Uh, it's... Well, most recently, we were in Arkansas. First time since Katrina that the United States has been... Uh, hit with shelter boxes, we sent down 48 boxes. Remind our listeners what happened in Arkansas. Uh, the tremendous flooding. Flooding. Um, yeah. The northeast corner of Arkansas was kind of cut off from any disaster aid. So the Rotary District governors in, in the area contacted uh, Shelter Box in the UK, the home office, and they requested aid. So we sent down uh, two shelter box response team members. These are individuals that are trained. They're almost paramilitary. Uh, they come into the uh, area. They f- 
precede the tents. The tents are shipped in by whatever means are necessary, and they help the locals set up the the tents, show them how the tent is put together. And this time, uh, it was a unique uh, experience. The local Boy Scouts uh, became our, our assistants. They they met with the Shelterbox response team members, and when a response team member could not be at every single location, the scouts basically were their uh, proxies. Well, that's wow. terrific. As a longtime scout leader, I know the young people who know how to put up tents are scouts, Boy Scouts and Girl mm-hmm. Scouts. But the bi- the biggest deployment we've had to date was last year's Haitian uh, earthquake. Right. We brought in 28,500 tents. Almost 300,000 people were housed as a result of... That's uh, fabulous. Yeah. And, and our district, District 7210 alone, uh, all the clubs got together and we contributed $80,000 to purchase... Uh, so donate 80, 80, 80, 80 shelter boxes. How much does one shelter box cost? Okay. Oh, you, you don't purchase it. You donate the funds for it. And a, ten, uh, a box is $1,000. Um, there's probably six to seven hundred dollars worth of material in the box, but you have to keep in mind it's got to be transported any disaster in the world. Haiti, for example, the first sixty four hundred boxes were flown in on chartered seven forty sevens from England into Santa Domingo, and then it was brought by overland convoy uh, from Santa Domingo into uh, Port au Prince. I know that. Uh uh, shelter Box's founder, Tom Henderson, told us uh, when we interviewed him out in New Orleans that um, R- Sir Richard Bramson, the founder of Virgin Atlantic Airways and Virgin Records and all the other... The Virgins. Uh, <laughs> you said it. Anyway, uh, he donates space. If he's got extra space in his cargo hold, shelter boxes are there. He is a, a very big benefactor. As a matter of fact, when uh, Haiti, when the earthquake first occurred... Um, for 10 consecutive days, he had a th- 100 boxes out of England on a regularly scheduled flight to Miami. Then they were warehoused in Miami until they got uh, transportation out to to Haiti. But he just donated that belly space on uh, his aircraft. Now, Rotary and Larry, Rotary and Larry Plant, uh, tell us, first of all, how Shelterbox got started. Uh, the, it's a very famous story among Rotarians about uh, Tom Henderson, who recently was recognized by Queen Elizabeth by, for his work. Yes, by the Queen herself. Got, uh, Order of the British Empire. He was very proud of that, and, as well he should be. Uh, right, and Larry, who's done a tremendous amount of work, is going to get a, a, a guest pen from us. Oh, wow. <laughs> and we won't make you kneel. And well, <laughs> well, you know, uh, I, I hate it. to pat myself on the back, but a, a number of months ago, I got a, uh, a very... Uh, very exciting uh, email from the home office and shelter box that I was nominated and will be receiving a presidential uh, volunteer award. Well, that's fabulous. Oh, Congratulations. So, it's well deserved, I, Well, I, I received already. This goes back a number of months. So I, I contacted the home office and I said, was this me or every... Well, they said, you know, we have 300 volunteers in the States, but only 41 people got them. So I was I was terrific. flattered. So I went, I went online and I looked up the presidential volunteer, and organizations can subscribe to it for their volunteers. And you, too, for $4.75 <laughs> can have that same award. Just me and 1.975 million other people. Well, you know, uh, uh, no, Sarah you, O'Connell, being the queen of morning radio, can uh, anoint you with our uh, we, radio do, rotary pen. I'll but do get, it with the microphone. Uh, get, you have to getting, get on one name. Getting we'll back. How did Shelter Box okay. start? Well, Tom, Tom Anderson was watching a, a local newsreel in Cornwall, England. And he saw a truck, um, this was a disaster news, really, and he saw a truck with people on the back throwing loaves of bread off the truck to, to survivors. And he said, this is not dignified. 
Uh, there's no dignity to that. You, you can stop the truck and hand the people. No, they were just throwing the bread. And that got him thinking. You know, he's got a uh, Royal Navy background. Um, there are a lot of aid organizations that bring water in, that bring food in, that bring medical supplies. But he thought about it. There really were no aid organizations that brought in a whole home. And that's basically what people have lost. So he came up with the idea. He found the big box in his local hardware store. He sat down with his fellow Rotarians and he said, look, we need a centennial project. And they came up with this. Uh, there are now affiliates in 18, 19 countries around the world, all usually uh, involved with Rotarians. And they're, each of the affiliates is basically, excuse me, basically a, uh, uh, a, a fundraising uh, office for that country. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And Larry Palant, yeah. how did you get started in, in Shelterbox? Oh, this is an interesting story. Back in 1990, uh, sorry, 2007 in the Rotarian magazine, there was an article in January about Shelterbox. Now, I had never heard of it. Uh, it was a beautiful article, centerfold, showed the box, the contents. So I called our district governor at the time, Doris Abremsky, and I said, Doris, wouldn't it be great if the district could purchase a shelter box and we'd pass it on from club to club? You had a rib fest or you had a Millbrook day or a Red Hook day, you'd, you'd be able to bring that box around. So she said, sure, call, call shelter box, find out how much it is, and then possibly, uh, if it's reasonable, we'll purchase it. I called shelter box. Uh, they said, no, you're Rotarian, we'll send you one. It's free of charge. Called Doris, it's great. Got the box about a week later, delivered UPS, this big, ma- massive 120-pound box. I opened it up. It was terrific. Then about two weeks later, I got an envelope in the mail with all kinds of literature and brochures about shelter box and a, uh, a manual and a congratulatory letter on being uh, being assigned the district representative for District 7210. All I did was make a call to find out what it would cost, and next that's thing enough. I know, I'm the district rep. It's one rep. phone call later. In, in Rotary, that's enough. And, and um, Larry, you know, I, I wanted to jump back to something you had mentioned, that the we've talked a lot about the box, but it's also the... Well, we'll we can actually do this in the next segment. Oh, I'm sure. getting the signals from <laughs> Jonah, Jonah, that uh, we should do this in the next uh, segment. Absolutely. But what I want to come back to when we're back on mic is the training of the volunteers who get the box out into the field to the people who need them. Okay? Because that's a huge component. Right. But first, let me remind our listeners, they're in tune with Radio Rotary on Hudson Valley Talk Radio and around the world by podcast on iTunes and at www.radiorotary.org. My name is Jonah Trebois, and my co-host is the lovely Sarah O'Connell. Our very special guest, Rotarian Larry Pallant, we're talking about the amazing shelter boxes. And Sarah, what amazing clubs bring us Radio Rotary this week? Well, Jonah... Radio Rotary is sponsored by Rotary International, Rotary District 7210, and the clubs of Arlington, Poughkeepsie, Brewster, Cairo, Congress Valley Cottage, Fishkill, Goshen, Highland, Hyde Park, Kingston, and Kingston Sunrise. And we'll be back with more Radio Rotary after these important messages. This tree was never chopped down because this crutch never needed to be carved. Because these legs never grew weak. Because this child never got polio. Over the past 20 years, Rotary Club members have helped immunize over 2 billion children against polio. Now we are on the brink of eradicating this crippling disease once and for all. But we need your help. Thanks to an historic matching grant from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Every dollar Rotary raises will work twice as hard. 
to make sure vaccines reach the people who need it, to protect the children of the world against polio forever. This is an opportunity to end polio now. Visit rotary.org slash end polio. Rotary. Humanity in motion. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. Jettleson, Giordano, and Siegel, CPAPC, is a full-service accounting, tax, and business consulting firm. JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family transitions. The JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation. JGS is conveniently located on Route 211 in Middletown, New York. To learn more, please contact JGS at 845 929500 or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, your essential partner in business. What would you do if a friend, co-worker, or a loved one collapsed? Calling 911 alone will not be enough. Over 1,000 people a day die from sudden cardiac arrest. Many can be saved with early intervention. HealthSave offers CPR courses on a daily basis at our facility in Rockland County. We'll come to your home or business if you prefer. Call us toll-free at 877-277-6233. That's 877-277-6233. Or visit our website at healthsave.com. That's H-E-A-L-T-H-S-A-V.com. Leave the E off of save for emergencies. CPR training is for everyone. Learn CPR. Become a lifesaver. Hudson Valley Talk Radio and online at HudsonValleyTalkRadio.com. Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell, and welcome back to this edition of Radio Rotary. I am joined by my co-host, Jonah Trebowasser. That it's a very good thing we had that break and you were off mic because you are a very fresh young I'm naughty. man. I'm naughty. You're I'm so very sorry. very naughty. But and, our guest but, isn't naughty. He's a great we guy. we're talking to our fellow Rotarian, Larry Pallant, and he is our district representative for one of the most amazing efforts I think that, that Rotary International participates in. It's really the pride are, of Rotary. It, it, it really yeah. is the Rotary shelter boxes, and it's exactly what it sounds like. It is a gigantic big box that provides um, uh, needs, basic needs and housing for people that are in a disaster recovery mode. Yeah, Larry Plant, uh, for those who joined us late, again, describe uh, what's in this shelter box, which is a big plastic Tupperware box about the size of an old steamer trunk. Why would anybody join us late? Well, you know, you never know. Some okay. people, some people none don't of, know. None of Jonah's fans join yeah. us late. They okay. hang on some his people, every both of, word. Both, some of his, like, both of his fans? Some people like my co-host <laughs> oversleep. Okay, anyway. Uh, shelter box is a large container, about 42 gallons. Looks like a very large Tupperware container. It comes with a 10-person uh, tent, um, cooking stove, uh, water purification apparatus, cooking apparatus, uh, pots and pans, uh, emergency tools, rope, uh, pickaxe, um, and a package of crayons and coloring books for children. And it's brought into disaster areas immediately following a disaster and when we get a call, usually from a Rotary District Governor asking our help. And this is an international network. Yes. This whole that we we've talked a lot in the first segment. We talked a lot about the physicality of the boxes and how they get flown out. And again, thank you. Reach out to uh, Virgin Airlines because they provide free airlifting service 
um, when when they are able to to help us dispatch these much needed boxes. Let's talk about the people, the, the boots on the ground, the volunteers. And you had used a term earlier that they were paramilitary almost. I mean, I envision they're they're like outward bound PhD uh, that's, people. That's that's exactly that, that's you, you hit the nail. Extensive training. They are volunteers. They're one hundred percent volunteer. Um, we call them shelter box response team members. They go through uh, initial, uh, initially a boot camp to see how they perform. When I say paramilitary, we're looking for people with um, prior service or current service in the military or police or EMTs, somebody that, that's able to deal with disaster. And, and emergencies. And emergencies. And crisis situations. And the psychological uh, yeah. uh, effects of it. And they're in the United States, for example, they they're sent down to Florida to do a boot camp. They if they pass the seven days, uh, their name is put into the um, main England uh, organization. And when they have a, a full training, they're sent to England and they train for two or three weeks, two to three weeks. Uh, and then they become shelter box reps. Um, you have to have. A minimum of a two-week window where you can go out and um, go on these disasters. So it's got to be somebody that is either retired, self-employed, or their employer will allow them to take these two weeks because sometimes you literally have six hours notice. It's almost like a you have a, to drop everything treat. and be yeah. be available. You will you will get a call from uh, Shelterbox in England saying that, or they're telling you that you've got to be on a flight in six hours at Kennedy. Um, your tickets are waiting for you. You're going to Santa Domingo or Haiti or Arkansas, whatever the situation is. They usually send teams of two or three people. However, during the six months that we were down in Haiti, over that six-month period, 60 different individuals were sent down relieving other people. And even after we've stopped, we stopped bringing boxes in, um, our individuals, our SRTs You're were still down there. dispatching the team? And they're, yes, they were members. helping. Yes. You know, Larry Plant, now, this would be a great time uh, to give us the website for people who might uh, be listening out there and say, you know, I'd like to support your efforts, or I'd like to become one of these uh, these strike team people. What's uh, what's the website? Shelterboxusa.org. That's Shelterboxusa, as if it was one word? Yes. Dot org. And folks, get a pencil and paper. We will repeat that before the end of the show. Miss O'Connell. I was just um, commenting that Jonah and I, and you as well, in our um, capacity with Radio Order, we have certainly had the honor of meeting some of these people. They're very oh, impressive. And I'm just going to say, it's women as well as men. Absolutely. That's right. There, there are more than one or two women involved in this. One of the most important things with, with the SRTs is that they, they're self-sustaining. They can't get into a country and have to pick up the phone and call the home office to find out what to do next. They have to be able to talk their way through the local government, through the local customs, and basically husband the boxes um, into the disaster areas, help the locals, teach them how to set it up, and then they go on their way. Yeah, If you go on the website we talked about, shelterboxusa.org, you'll see um, film and stills of shelter boxes being delivered by camel, being delivered on the, the top of the head Heads, of, of, of African them. women, mm -hmm. uh, being... Uh, taken by Jeep, you name the mode of transportation, it gets wagon, there. oxen, it, that's how it gets there. It's amazing. What, whatever it takes to get it there. And and that's, you know, when people look at the cost of it, they say, well, that, that's expensive. I can go out to Walmart and buy a tent for $50. But that tent's not going to last six months. 
and it's not going to hold 10 people, and it doesn't have a built-in floor as, as we used in, in Haiti. Haiti has a tremendous rainy season, and there were hundreds of thousands of tarps set up. Mm-hmm. But when you've got um, inches of water flowing across the ground, you need something to protect you. So our tents have a, tw- have a floor, waterproof floor with a built-in 12-inch lip. So the, the actual sides of right. the floor come up 12 inches into the tent, and any water that comes across the ground will flow under the tent. And, of course, an opportunity to see them. As you said, the district has possession of a shelter box, which you, you well, it's are not the that shepherd the, of. Uh, it's not that the district has it. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I'm, as the rep, I go from club, club to club, club as right. requested. At, yeah. Well, for for example, we, we can call up and reserve it, as you had suggested earlier in the, um, the uh, earlier segment, and we do. My club we're doing, we, you and I have been corresponding yes. um, later on um, this season for the Community Day, Millbrook Community Day, and we will have on display the shelter box for people, you know, ask, well, what are some of the things that Rotary does? What, you know, I know it's a service club, but what exactly does Rotary do? And this is a great example. Well, you know, Sarah, I'll tell you, I was never so proud to be a Rotarian as the day I was watching the coverage about Haiti. And it was one of these correspondents from the major network news people with the stand-up. And in, in the back was all these shelter boxes with the rotary wheel on them. Mm-hmm. Every tent had the rotary symbol on it. Well, and I think w- they were using them almost as a hospital when the yeah. hospital was destroyed in the, at the very top of the disaster. The, 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 immediate- fir- the first tents that came into Haiti uh, were assigned to the Miami University Hospital, which was set up in a mash type of tent. Our tents were basically the recovery rooms. Wow. Uh, individuals terrific. were being operated on. They had no place to send them. So they set, sent, uh, they set up about 20 tents, and individuals, when they were finished being operated on, they were sent into the tents. Um, when, family, when they were ready to move on to their families, basically a tent was given to them for their family unit, and they were sent on their way. So, Jonah, being pr- being the proud Rotarians right. that we are, uh-huh. if somebody out there were listening and wanted to know more about Rotary, wanted to participate in, say, an effort like getting shelter boxes out, and I mean as a volunteer in your everyday life, grassroots level, where would they go? How would they do it? Well, to find out about Rotary, they would uh, go to rotary.org, R-O-T-A-R-Y.org, click on the club locator button, type in your hometown, find out where your Rotary Club meets, join us for the fun, the fellowship and the service and tell us larry payant uh, what club do you belong to suffer new york and when do they meet they meet thursdays 12 15 at marcello's restaurant in downtown suffern and sarah wants to know how is the food it's wonderful actually i know the food is wonderful and they also put out a wonderful cookbook that i have mm-hmm. larry's club the suffering rotary suffering club cookbook that was our fundraiser yes yeah, it was it's a wonderful cookbook and uh, Larry, once again, tell our, our listeners at home about the website if they want more information about Shelterbox. Shelterboxusa.org. And or if they even forget the USA, if they go to shelterbox.org, it, it will, comes up. It comes up. Well, Larry Plant, thank you so much for joining us on Radio Rotary, and thank you for everything you're doing to help the unfortunate around the world. It's my pleasure.
And Sarah, who do we have to thank for bringing us Radio Rotary this week? Well, Jonah, this week, Radio Rotary is sponsored by Rotary International, Rotary District 7210, and the Rotary Clubs of Millbrook, Newburgh, New Paltz, North Rockland, Pleasant Valley, Port Jervis, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, and Southern Ulster. For Sarah O'Connell, this is Jonah Trebowasa. Thank you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next Friday morning at 9 for another edition of Radio Rotary right here on Hudson Valley Talk Radio. After immunizing more than 2 billion children, Rotary Club members are close to wiping polio from the face of the earth. Thanks to a matching grant from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, every dollar Rotary raises will work twice as hard to protect children against polio forever. End polio now. Visit rotary.org slash end polio. World Polio Day October 24th reminds us that we're this close to eradicating polio worldwide. Help Rotary achieve a polio-free world. 